Have you ever said I love you and not meant it? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, not even necessarily in a relationship. It could be any time. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking in a relationship. I don't. I can tell you right now, I've probably told people that I barely know that I love them after about 17 beers. So, I mean, for yeah, sure. That's, that's a <laughs> little bit of the Derek more Paulson than anybody. calling card, though. Dude, I love you. What's your name again? <laughs> Oh my gee, Jim. Oh my Jim. How are you doing, dude? I'm great, man. Even better now. <laughs> Welcome back again to the Straight Love Podcast. We are so, so incredibly happy that you have once again chosen to jam our hot buttery voices into your eardrums and listen to us as we try and tickle your spiritual funny bone as much as we possibly <laughs> can here on the Straight Love Podcast. Of course, if you haven't done so already, head on over to Instagram and give us a follow at straight.love. That's S-T-R, the number eight dot love. Let us know what you think of the show. Send us a send us some love. Send us a comment. Give us a review. Why don't you on Apple? Because uh, not everybody over there loves us. Ninety nine percent of the people do, but it's certainly not. We're not batting a thousand, Jim. Let's just put it that way. Well, we're still pretty good, though. I think we're uh, you know knocking it out of the park. Can we say that? Is that we fair? do our best? We do our best. Sure. We do our best. Cecil Fielder impersonation on this podcast. That's for sure. Fake it till you make it, man. You know, it's interesting how I think, and I don't want to, you know, start off this podcast by crapping on baseball, but I will say this: of all the athletes out there, yep. I think we can all pretty much say that baseball doesn't exactly have the uh, the prototypical body type that a lot of the other, um, you know, sports seem to have. Like if you look at Hockey, for instance, a lot of these guys are, they look like athletes. They're jacked, they're huge, they're muscular. I mean, don't even get me started on football, man. I mean, these guys are just yoked like you wouldn't believe. What did you say there? But then you've got baseball and you've got guys like, I don't know, John Cruck, Cecil Fielder, (laughs) um, you know, like, haven't exactly been the, uh, I I just don't know of any other sport where, uh, you know, a guy like, um, I don't know, Tony Gwynn would be able to. You know, run a 40 yard dash and under. You're really going back in history <laughs> with these names, man. <laughs> Not that baseball has anything to do with love. I guess, unless you love baseball. There you go. Anywho. I say that, yeah. <laughs> How you. Uh, <laughs> Uh, happy belated Valentine's Day to yeah. all you lovers out there. Uh, we didn't do a Valentine's post, which seems remiss for this podcast because we're all mm. about love. But, you know, we hope that you had a, a loving day with whoever it is that you love in your life, whether that's your husband, fiance, uh, dog, cat, bird, whatever that you're into, man. Um, Jim, obviously, you know, probably spent a lot of time in front of the mirror. Oh, uh, <laughs> man. That's not going to be further from the truth. I'm just kidding, man. Define I'm just a lot kidding. of time. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, of course. <laughs> it was my it was my forty second birthday actually on Valentine's Day. Uh, I don't 
I don't know. I it was it was it was a beautiful beautiful birthday. Yeah. I don't think we've ever actually shared that that um that your birthday is the same as Valentine's. It day, is the same which as Valentine's. Pretty day. pretty a okay for what we're doing here. You would think so, or right? trying to. I've just I have I have love kind of ingrained in me from the yeah. first day of birth. Uh, I can't. Um, yeah, it was it was great. I, I, I had a bit of a, of a birthday week, and I got to get together with some friends and went to go see Jackass Four. Oh, you did which, go and uh, see it. I did, man. And I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't I don't remember the last. Th- it, it was so good to laugh uh-huh. the way that I did, and I don't remember the. I remember it was probably you know twenty five minutes into the movie, and I was just very aware of how good the moment was and how <laughs> yeah. good it felt to cathartic have a cathartic laugh like just that laugh at stupidity it's got to be good for the soul man yeah. you know like i mean don't get me wrong it's it's toilet humor for to a certain degree but i mean anything that makes you laugh like that and it was so nice to be around people that were also laughing like that like the theater everybody was kind of busting the gut laughing right yeah but it was just it was it was a really it was it was it was really nice, man. I'm really glad that I did that. I'll I'll, I'll see it again, man. We oh, should, okay. We should totally go. Cool. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. I almost had you. It's dark in here. I kind of shed a single tear there when you said that you'd gone. But yeah, that sounds <laughs> that sounds good. Do it. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll laugh just as much the second time. I mean, there's so many. There's so much that happens, and I'm just you know I'm, I'm so glad that that entire franchise exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of beautiful things, we've really created a – and a, a lot of people unfortunately can't see this right now. But we've created a really nice loving ambiance down here in uh, Jim's uh, love basement, which is now our podcast studio. But, I mean, we've got some mood lighting up. we got poster – well, we got uh, – Tapestry. Tapestries. Or, uh, chakra tapestry. Yeah, there's a love light over there. A literal love light. Yeah, that's right. Which you can't say five times fast, I don't think. Literal love light. Literal love light. Literal love light. Literal love light. All right, close go. enough. Yeah, uh, and of course Jim has his drum set back there. And if mm-hmm. there's anything that I love in this world, it's watching Jim play the drums. <laughs> and uh, what I think we might do is raffle off a, uh, a, a an intimate drum session solo uh, with Jim. What do you think, man? We put that out to the Straight Love listeners, and whoever wins get comes down here and gets a a one of a kind loving drum session experience. What do you think about that? Just bring your own earplugs. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Wales. Is it? Can you wail on the drums? Is that really uh, the proper terminology? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It gets loud down here, though. It definitely gets yeah. loud, lovingly loud. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, there's a couple of different things that we were going to talk about today. A lot happening in the world, obviously, but here on the Straight Love Podcast, we want to talk about uh, a couple of different things. I think we might uh, touch on empathy a little bit. But more so than anything, we wanted to talk about uh, or start to talk about uh, change and yeah. how people can change. I'm sure that everybody kind of has or experienced and had a person in their life who said, I've changed. I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I'm completely different now. Well, uh, and we should all kind of be trying to change every day. True. A, a very good point. Very good point. But I think that uh, a lot of the times when somebody says something like that, it's because they're saying, I'm not like that person yeah. anymore because that person made that mistake or bad judgment or said those right. things or whatever it was. And now I'm different. I'm better. Everybody should kind of aspire, like you said, to change, to grow, to uh, to get better. But it's it's one thing to say those kinds of things and then it's another thing to actually do them. Now, my question to you, Jim, is how long do you think it takes for 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 a person to – like how much time necessarily needs to go by before you can say to that person, okay – I believe that you've done the work or put in the effort to change yourself based on the fact that is it is it a cer- is it a certain period of time that needs to pass or is it more in the actions that the person has done 
in order to kind of prove to you that they're different or likely. I think it makes me think of the uh, that idiom of actions speak louder than words, right? And it's um, I think there's truth to that. I think there's merit to that. But I think change can happen right away. Change can happen instantly. Um, mm. I think there's well, I mean, let's talk about that, right? So totally, yeah. The second that you decide to do something differently, that you just you decide to live life differently. Arguably, you've made a change. If, if you're genuine about it. Yeah. yeah. Like you've made a change mentally. You've made a change neurologically in your brain and said, I'm I'm going to start doing this now. I'm going to start being this person now. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think of, well, in a way, it's kind of a hypothesis, right? Okay. So I don't know, I don't, I don't know if there are any science-faring folks out there, but- The, if, the good majority of our listeners, I think, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Scientists. <laughs> so- I don't know if it's right to say that a hypothesis is maybe true until proven otherwise or vice versa or a hypothesis is just that. Maybe the actual definition of a hypothesis is that's something that you're speculating upon. It's also the cousin of a hippopotamus, if I'm not mistaken. I think that that – I might have read that in that we'll natural – ge- 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 Yeah, yeah okay. we'll check it. We should check that. We don't want to – misinformation is a big no-no these days. <laughs> um, so I think you present a hypothesis to yourself of – well, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to be this different person. And then it, it drawing to how like the scientific scientific method works is that you come to a conclusion or you determine if that's true or not based upon what you experiment with, what you okay, what you observe, what what happens, like what's the what's the input and what's the output of what you're doing. So to say how does a change happen or what makes a change, I think you introduce the idea and then your follow through to it, mm. I think change can happen really immediately. Wow. And and really, I think it needs to happen immediately. Otherwise, it's it doesn't really initiate a change in anything. It's if just that words makes sense. at that yeah. point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Okay, so so staying with that whole theme of science, and I'm hoping that you know this because I I, I could have swore that I heard this somewhere, but our cells basically regenerate in our body every few years like we our, our chemical makeup yeah actually changes that's right so when we think about how much we actually change whether you're trying to or not you are changing to a certain degree no matter what yeah right so I, I think that it's interesting that we kind of live in this world today where we are so hell-bent on judging people by uh, either actions or things that they've said in the past mm-hmm. uh when you know, for all intents and purposes, you were kind of a completely different person back then. Yeah, that's a really actually a very, very interesting point that you're making because you were sort of physiologically and on a cellular level, you actually were a different person. Right. Um, yeah, that's actually really fascinating. That's really neat that you said that. I'm um, just, I, I'm, I'm glad that there was some merit to it because there's every time that I say stuff on this podcast, I think oh, I for sure made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, for the most part, everything we say we just make up, and if it sounds plausible or sounds like it's insightful, then that's a great thing. Yeah, true. There are a lot of instances where somebody will say that I want to make a change, I want to be a different person, I want to be a better person, yeah, and they they mean that, but they can't change. Okay, yeah. so anger might be a good example where somebody just they, – they can't stop themselves from lashing out. They can't control their emotions. Uh, it, as much as it, as it starts with wanting to have that change, that follow-through afterwards isn't – d- despite, you know, your, your best intentions isn't always possible, right? Like there are 
other factors at play. Like, I mean, when you talk about addiction, for instance, and I, I want to quit drinking, I want to stop doing drugs, the, chemi- the, the, the chemistry of your brain, like you have these neural, neurological pathways that have already been established. And in order to kind of change that, it's not as easy as just wanting it, right? Right. It's not. I have to believe maybe with the exception, the limited exception, I have to believe that there is something for every different person out there that they can find an avenue to to fulfill that change, to actually make a change. It's just a matter of finding your direction into it, right? Wow. And yes, yes, I like that. I, I, I want to believe, not to make it seem more simple than it is, but I want to believe that the experimentation is where you find what helps you make that change. Yeah, yeah. You're still the one that's kind of in control. Like the power still resides in you, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I I think that it's it's easy to kind of forget how powerful we are and yeah. how much we can rely on ourselves to change, do the right thing, whatever it is, uh, e- even though maybe we haven't always done that. It doesn't really matter what your past is like. What matters is what you're doing now within this moment, Right. And some things are really, really difficult. Some things that I've not experienced, so I don't know how to speak about them or relate. Um, and maybe this is maybe this is a good lead into what you were speaking uh, earlier about, or mentioning earlier about empathy. But addiction, for example, is probably a very, I'm sure, is a very, very difficult thing to overcome on your own. Yeah, there's a reason why black tar heroin ruins your life, right? I mean, it's so good. You know it's going to ruin your life, <laughs> and you no do it anyway. Like, is, well, I, I, something that's been on top of my mind for probably the last year, and and a lot of it has to do with myself personally, is I don't know if I ever really consciously ask myself how much do I want to love myself, and what that translates into is what are you willing to do for yourself? Mm. What are you willing to quote unquote put yourself through to love yourself? And so while my definition of that could be different from your definition of that or someone else's definition of that, to me, it was doing the tough things to make myself feel better. Oh, tough love. Okay. Yeah. In that, in that way. Thank, yeah, exactly. Tough love. I think tough love is absent. I think tough love is absent on ourselves. And I think it is towards the people that we really do love and care about. For me, at least, I had to come to some really hard realizations and tough truths of I wasn't loving myself enough. And it's really fucking easy to think that you are if you've never actually asked yourself that question. Wow, I guess you're right about that, man. Yeah. And it needs to be that really is such a big motivating factor. I I really think, and maybe it's just perhaps where my state of mind has gotten to that I realize it is a big motivating factor, but we talk about love all the time and we put so much emphasis on it and the world puts so much emphasis on it, but it seems a lot like just a hypothesis. Like we're not really experimenting or putting that into action or again, what you were mentioning earlier, the empathy thing that mm-hmm. seems to be more, the empathy takes away from the tough love. Like, you know what, man, I, I think that that's, I think it's interesting what you're saying. And I think that we, we maybe uh, uh, confuse that's that tough self-love sometimes with self-care. Like, I mean, it's good to 
give yourself um, fucking excellent point. Keep uh, going. It's 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 really nice to give yourself that nice long hot bath, yeah. and you're you know got the glass of wine, and you're you know really enjoying yourself. Or you're you know sitting on the couch, you're doing the Netflix stuff, and you're you're really not putting yourself under any dress or any stress, and that's that's good for your for your mental health. But there's also too much of a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing those t- that, if if you're not also incorporating that tough love along with that self care. I think you're not doing yourself any favors. Too much of that self-care, which is certainly important. Yes. But that doesn't – we don't it's grow. It's not the same thing. We don't grow. We don't change. No. We, we were having a discussion a little bit earlier about love has almost been hijacked in a certain to a certain degree. Like it's been – what love really is and the way that it's kind of portrayed maybe mm-hmm. through social media or in society has kind of been robbed of, of what it really is. Now it's kind of got more of an empty feeling. Yeah, it's kind of like the soup du jour, you know. I mean, everything's got a heart attached to it, or mm-hmm. or the word, and I don't think it's really substance. And, yeah. and I'm gonna, I'll rope myself in there as well. I mean, I don't, I'm not practicing that way all the time Every either. Day, it's, yeah. I'm certainly not. And I mean, do we need to all the time? I don't know. I mean, I, I'll throw that one at you. Do we? Do we need to be love all the time? Is that where we? Is that how we progress the furthest? Is that how we grow the most? I mean, I, I do think that if if you're leading with love, uh, and 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 it's something that you associate with the kind of person that you are. Like, I mean, every single day in my gratitude journal, I do write, "I am love." Yeah. Now, am I living that twenty four seven? Probably not. But I mean, I I still think that that it that that. Is, is a big part of who I am. And I think that if that's at my core, then almost by default, the way that I'm going to be going through life is going to be in a loving way. What do you feel your daily consciousness level is on that? I just think that my default is kindness, man. You know, just the way that I go through life, just the way that I interact with okay. people, just the way that I'm, you know, like on autopilot is just with a genuine kindness yeah. To the people that I'm that, – that to, to either – it could be anything, man. It could be animals. It could be people. It could be strangers. It could be friends, whatever. It's just this baseline of – I mean, it's got to be – there has to be aspects of love to that for sure. So then it makes me think your experience with it leads me in the direction of saying – to me, you're internalizing it more, right? Like you're, you're creating it. Maybe that's the better way to put it. You're creating it. You're the source of it as opposed to looking at something on – on a on a post or social media or wherever it might be and trying to trying to pull it from there mm. are are people kind of flippantly throwing around love and and i mean it can can love be anything less than what it is i mean if if people are throwing around love even if it's just empty yeah. words it's still love right <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question. I've I've actually never thought of it like that before. Mm. I I don't know. Does it have a redeeming value if it's – it has to have redeeming value, not in the sense of you externally get back what you put out, but that you internally get back what you put out. And if it's, as you said, just being thrown around, I don't know if you internally get that redeeming value of what you put out, Mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Have you ever said I love you and not meant it? Uh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, not even necessarily in a relationship. It could be any time. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I wasn't thinking in a relationship. I don't. 
I can tell you right now, I've probably told people that I barely know that I love them after about 17 beers. So I mean, for yeah, sure. That's, that's a little bit of the Derek Paulson calling card, though. Dude, I love you. What's your name again? <laughs> yeah. Always making friends out of strangers. Well, I mean, hey, listen, every time that we tell you that we love you on this podcast, we certainly mean it. Um, and yeah. I mean, you know, every time that I tell you, man, that's 100% true. But uh, I don't know. I think that I think that there's there's probably more that we can kind of delve into on that. But uh, I think, I don't know, any amount of love has got to be good. I just believe that, right? Yeah, I like that. Okay. I'm on board with that one. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, any amount of love, any amount of love that you got for us, we love. And we're just going to, you know, reciprocate probably twice as much that back to you. Mm -hmm. Love you, buddy. Love you, man. Love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.